Hello, and it's time for another episode of Vipers Voices, as we move ever closer to the side's first match of the tournament in the DP World ILT20 against the Abu Dhabi Knight Riders at the Dubai International Stadium on Sunday, January the 21st. And this time, as the players continue to arrive and preparations both on and off the field hit a high gear, who better to give us the lie of the land than Director of Cricket Tom Moody? We caught up with Tom during a squad training session at the ICC Academy and we talked around a whole range of topics from Colin Munro's retention as captain for this season, the inclusion of a Pakistan contingent in the squad, the fact players will be coming and going far more this season than last due to international call-ups, the likely impact of the wild card and super sub changes that have come in for this edition of the tournament and of course the $64 million question of whether the Vipers can go one better than last year and this time lift the silverware. All that and more is coming up and as ever with Tom, it's thought-provoking stuff and well worth your time. But before we get into that chat, a reminder that tickets are on sale for all Vipers matches this season, starting with the team's opener against the Abu Dhabi Knight Riders on the third day of the tournament, Sunday the 21st of January, at the Dubai International Stadium. You can get hold of your tickets through the league's website, www.ilt20.ae, or at any Virgin Megastore in the UAE. Now, let's get going. Pakistan players Shaheen Shah Afridi, Shadab Khan, Azam Khan and Mohamed Amir are among the marquee signings the Vipers have made for Season 2 and in our chat, Tom was happy to explain the on and off field rationale behind them coming into the Vipers lineup. You know, we, we, we felt it was important also just to not only, you know, try to build the stronger squad but also look at the things uh, that happen off the field and that is that, you know, looking at the fan base and connecting with uh, the fan base and having some of, you know, Pakistan's, you know, best players uh, available to us, you know, hopefully that uh, ignites the flame of, of a, a new fan base here in, in the UAE to follow the Desert Vipers uh, because we've got hopefully some of their favourite players. The inclusion of Pakistan players in the tournament isn't the only change this time around from season one. Another point of difference is the introduction by the league of a super sub rule with a nominated player allowed to replace someone from the playing 11 during each match. It's been used already in the Indian Premier League and Tom has a fascinating take on what he thinks the league could have done with the new playing condition. I personally would have actually uh, would have liked to have seen the, the super sub rule used specifically for UAE players against just exclusively for the overseas players purely because it enables you then to be able to play three UAE players in your playing 11 UAE players are getting more exposure you can play a specialist UAE batter and a specialist bowler you get then you know, more players getting exposed to top-level cricket and ultimately, obviously, we're all here to develop the game here in the region and that was one way you could have done it. The success of the Vipers in Season 1, along with last season's other finalists, the Gulf Giants, means they're two sides that will start this tournament as the hunted rather than the hunters. But it's not a label that alarms Tom in any way. 
I think at, at the start of any season, every team will feel that you know they have a strong chance to, you know, be there sort of at the final dance, so to speak. Um, and you know, I think every every side's got a target on their back, to be honest with you, because I think there's some really good players, and all the franchises done a great job with regards to their recruitment. So. Uh, what other teams bring to the party this year? Well, that's really up to how they, you know, get uh, their campaign up and running. But we're certainly confident in uh, building on last year. Uh, you know, we felt we've done a good job with regards to the recruitment side of things. Uh, we've got some exciting new players to add from last year. So, you know, watch this space. Hopefully, um, you know, we can take it to another level. And Tom, as ever, is full of positivity for the season ahead. Yeah, look, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we feel very confident in what we've done in our prep. You know, we feel that we've recruited exceptionally well, so we know we're going to have a few obstacles with players coming and going, but at the end of the day, um, you know, we, like every franchise, you know, have set our sights on lifting that trophy at the end. We were one step short last year, but uh, we feel we've got the depth and quality of our, of our squad right, and, uh, you know, we um, just have to, to, to prepare in the last few days into our first game, hopefully we can get off to a winning start. That's Tom Moody, the Desert Vipers Director of Cricket, looking ahead to Season 2 of the DP World ILT20, and our chat with him is coming up next, here on Vipers Voices. In our chat, we started off by asking Tom how he felt the squad was standing ahead of Match 1. Yeah, they're standing very well. Uh, obviously, everyone's very excited um, to go into season two of the ILT20, and and uh, you know the team behind the scenes, the management, and everyone that's uh, part of bringing it all together have worked very, very hard over a number of months to to uh, you know to bring it to life. And uh, we can't wait for our first game. Our players are, are starting to. You know, trickle in, and uh, our squad's looking, uh, you know, nearly complete in preparation for our first game. Tom, there are several storylines or themes already from season two. Uh, it's uh, Colin Munro's continuation as captain. That was a no-brainer, wasn't it? Absolutely. Uh, you know, he did a great job last year. Uh, it's always tricky for a captain with a new franchise but not only a f- new franchise but with a new tournament so we saw it was the first year last year um, so he had to sort of shoulder a lot of responsibility um, with all the obstacles you know bringing a, a team together but also a new franchise sort of finding uh, their feet in a new tournament so Colin's got a vast amount of experience uh, around the cricketing globe particularly in T20 cricket uh, hence he was given the opportunity to begin with and, uh, you know, he, he did a great job on the field and off the field for us and, you know, hopefully he can take us one step further this year. Well, Colin also features in another of the, the storylines or themes, if you like, leading into uh, Season 2 because he opened the batting for Brisbane Heat in the latest edition of the BBL. He's come here now from that. He did it with reasonable success as well. He got 99 not out in the first game of the Heats tournament there. Dan Lawrence has been doing likewise in the T20 Blast uh, last year, in the BBL as well. He's been going quite nicely. And, of course, you've got Alex Hales and Rowan Mustafa, who did such a good job at the top of the order in Season 1, back again. You've got a little bit of a headache, but a good headache. 
Yeah, well, that's exactly what you want. You want you want those sort of selection challenges. Um, there's nothing worse than having the opposite problem where you're you're sort of finding uh, roles for people that are not familiar with those positions, whether it be at the top of the order or whether it be with the ball in any phase of the game. So, you know, Colin uh, over his playing career has occupied anywhere from one to five uh, in the batting uh, order. And, um, you know, hence he's such a a desirable player in this format because he is so uh, flexible and uh, has equal sort of impact in different roles. But as you quite rightly said, with the Brisbane Heat, who have had a a terrific BBL so far, he's uh, been very central to their success at the top of the order. So no surprise to see him in the runs. And it's great that he's coming to us in some, you know, really good form. Uh, Whether he finds himself at the top of the order or at three or four, um, we'll see, uh, you know, when the opening day begins, because we don't want to give too much away too early. Well, keep your powder dry on that one then. But uh, another thing to chat about, of course, is the influx of the the Pakistanis. Shaheen Shah Afridi, Shadab Khan, Azam Khan, Mohammed Amir as well. What's the thinking behind the Vipers going down that particular route? Well, obviously Pakistan boasts world-class players and uh, we we were very hopeful to, to have them involved in Season 1 because um, it seemed very obvious if we're looking to build a... A, a strong squad. You, you have to look at every cricketing nation, and uh, Pakistan has uh, had a good relationship with the UAE over a number of years through different circumstances that they've they've faced, um, that have been off the field where they've had to play a lot of cricket here. So they've got a lot of experience in uh, in Dubai, um, and you know we, we we felt it was important also just to. Not only you know try to build the stronger squad, but also look at the things uh, that happen off the field, and that is that you know looking at the fan base and connecting with uh, the fan base and having some of you know Pakistan's you know best players uh, available to us. You know, hopefully that uh, ignites the flame of of a, a new fan base here in in the UAE to follow the Desert Vipers uh, because we've got hopefully some of their favourite players. I guess though. One of the other issues that's coming up, of course, is that you haven't got quite a few of those Pakistan players at the start of the tournament. Mm. There's a chance you're going to lose them at the end of the tournament because the, the final of the ILT20 overlaps with the start of the PSL. I guess you've had to take all those things into consideration. Yeah, look, every team faces the same challenge, not not so much with Pakistan players, but with, with players from other cricketing nations where, where you have those... Um, you know, fixture, you know, challenges where, you know, some teams, uh, you know, have, um, whether it be Test Series, the ODI, ODI Series or T20 Series clashing with either the beginning of the tournament or the end of the tournament or somewhere in between. So I don't think the Pakistan players are, are, are alone with them coming and going and we certainly not as a franchise alone with regards to that challenge. And I think that is the landscape of T20 cricket these days is that uh, in an ideal world you'd want... Uh, you know, to pick a squad of whatever that number may be and have that squad from start to finish. But, you know, even uh, there's only really one franchise tournament in the world that can uh, carry that out, and that's the IPL. Um, whether it be Big Bash or anything else, you're going to have players coming and going. 
And of course, I guess one of the reasons uh, the league has brought in wild cards is to try and compensate for that. Two extra players allowed in a squad, the salary cap going up, and already the Vipers have, have used one wild card with Dan Lawrence coming in to, uh, to the squad. What's your understanding of the wild card situation and uh, are you happy it's been introduced? Yeah, look, I, I in a way I'm, I am happy because we've, we've used it, but... Um, you know, I think in an ideal world, uh, you'd want those types of uh, new innovations uh, brought to the table a, a lot earlier than what they have done in this particular season. It came very late, so it was, um, you know, I think it was a, a decision made by the league based on the challenge around fixtures, whether it be that the series that's, uh, you know, due to happen with Sri Lanka against Afghanistan, that takes a lot of world-class players, uh, particularly T20 players, out of out of contention. So uh, they very much wanted to, to, to have the flexibility, I suppose, it gives you to be able to bring those players into your tournament. And also the SA T20 League, um, it also opens the door for the opportunity for some of the world-class players to, to come in to our tournament. Looking at it from a positive angle, what we're getting is the best cricketers in the world uh, in this tournament at some stage, whether it be late in the tournament or early in the tournament. With all the comings and goings, are you clear in your own mind who's coming and when they're coming and who's going and when they're going? So I guess you, you, you can then start to formulate possible 11s for different stages of the tournament? Well, we hope so. We hope we're getting there. Uh, what we have is a, a strong squad in all departments that carries you know strength in all departments. Uh, we boast a very strong bowling attack and as we know um, with fast bowlers there's there's no guarantee they're going to remain fit throughout a tournament. We've got a very congested uh, fixtures um, this season, two lots of back-to-back games. So it's managing players as well. We don't want to sort of burn players out um, and uh, if we've got the depth in our squad and it doesn't really compromise the best 11 that we can put out there, we'll use the flexibility and the depth and quality of our squad to do so. So um, at this stage, we're very comfortable going into you know season two. The other big change this year is the super sub. What's your experience of that and, and how it might work? Yeah, look, I, you know, it's an interesting one because again, it's going to, you know, bring the standard of the of the uh, of the cricket and the tournament up to another notch. It was a high standard in the first season. Um, basically, the understanding is, you know, if you're if you're winning the toss, your twelfth man is going to be a specialist bowler, and um, if you bat, you know, that is if you bat first, and then you, you know, you you swap over. You sub out one of your top order batters that you know may not look to, you don't you know look to bowl uh, for that specialist bowler. So whether that be a pace bowler that's a specialist, maybe someone like a Matisse Patharana or a Timel Mills or whoever it might be, you know, carrying that position as the sub, you know, may not play a batting role, but they'll come in and play a, a significant role with the ball, which is what they're basically employed to do. You happy with the super sub coming in? It's been used in other <clears throat> tournaments. Yeah, we saw it introduced uh, last year in the IPL. Um, they called it the impact player in the IPL. Um, and at first, uh, you know, I was a little bit sort of unsure about the whole thing, uh, purely because as a former all-rounder, I look at, you know, the all-rounders in the game, it nearly uh, you know, supersedes that particular role and the importance of that, of that role because, 
you know, effectively that 12th man, you know, enables you to have a specialist batter and a specialist bowler, which is your all-round package. So, you know, there is the jury still out, I feel, with regards to the impact of that, that particular skill of being an all-rounder. And uh, the other aspect of it is I personally would have actually uh, would have liked to have seen the, the super sub rule used specifically for UAE players against just exclusively for the overseas players, purely because it enables you then to be able to play three UAE players in your playing 11 UAE players are getting more exposure. You can play a specialist UAE batter, and a specialist bowler. You get then you know more players getting exposed to top level cricket, and ultimately, obviously, we're all here to develop the game here in the region. And that was one way you could have done it. You mentioned uh, UAE players there. What are your expectations for the the UAE contingent? Uh, four at the moment. Arian Lakra, Rowan Mustafa, Ali Nazir and Kartik Mayappan. Two of them you know very well, of course, because mm. uh, Rowan Mustafa and Ali Nazir were part of the squad in Season 1 and two who've come in from elsewhere. Yeah, look, we're very excited. We obviously ha- have got a real spin focus um, and, uh, you know, it, it provides us with that, you know, that depth uh, and, and options with, with an additional leg break bowler and a left-arm spinner. So, um, you know, again, you mentioned about the selection table, you know, finalising the, the, the two UAE players that you're playing, you're playing 11, we're going to have a headache there as well because what we've seen so far, all four have, have, uh, have shown great promise and, uh, you know, we're excited about, you know, what they can potentially bring to the table. And the two new associates uh, this season, Baz Delader, fresh off the back of an outstanding uh, ICC Cricket World Cup with the ball, certainly. And, uh, and Michael Jones as well, the Durham batter. They're both Durham players, in fact. Yep. Michael Jones from, uh, from Scotland. Uh, two more exciting recruits. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Jones is a power hitter, hits the ball you know, very cleanly. You know, he's got a huge amount of upside. Um, in uh, what he can uh, provide the side. So we've had, obviously, uh, a glimpse of him over the last few days and, and uh, you know, he's hit the ground running, which is great. And uh, Bastolide is, you know, again, a really exciting all-round prospect. Um, so we're excited to, to, to see what he can bring to the, to, to, you know, to the party with both bat and ball. And, you know, he holds down... Uh, some really important roles in other teams that he plays, you know, whether that be sort of taking the death overs for the teams that he plays for or, you know, plays that finishing role. So there's a lot of upside in both those players. Well, this season, Tom, uh, the Vipers, along with the Gulf Giants, the two finalists from uh, season one, I guess they're going to be the hunted sides rather than the hunters because they were so far ahead of the other four teams last season. Are you happy to be one of the sides to be shot at? Oh, look, I think, I think at the start of any season, every team will feel that you know they have a strong chance to, you know, be there sort of at the final dance, so to speak. Um, and you know, I think every every side's got a target on their back, to be honest with you, because I think there's some really good players and all the franchises have done a great job with regards to their recruitment. So uh, what other teams bring to the party this year, well, that's really up to how they, you know, get uh, their campaign up and running. But we're certainly confident in uh, building on last year. Uh, you know, we felt we've done a good job with regards to the recruitment side of things. Uh, we've got some exciting new players to add from last year. So, 
you know, watch this space. Hopefully, um, you know, we can take it to another level. One of the players who's not going to be here in season two is a, a player who was integral to you in season one, Tom Curran. What's the situation there? Yeah, unfortunately for Tom, he had to cut his BBL um, season short with a with a knee injury. Um, he's had a, a sort of a niggly knee for a, a number of months now, and he is hoping to work through that and uh, you know get through the BBL and and then obviously come and join us and have uh, have another you know a, a great season with us which he did in the first year but unfortunately it sort of got, just got to a point where he couldn't manage it you know day in day out and he had to make the difficult decision to sort of uh, you know step away from the ILT20 this year uh, he'll be a big loss to us cuz he's you know not only a you know, a real impact player on the field with bat and ball, but you know his impact off the field is is uh, you know is certainly considerable. Um, so you know he's at this stage uh, seeing specialists with that knee. I, I'm not sure exactly what path he's going to take, whether it's going to be just a, a, a you know intensive rehab or whether he goes down uh, you know any other route. But you know we certainly wish him well, um, Tom, because he's you know integral part of you know the Desert Vipers and hopefully has a, a long and a fruitful future with us. How easy, Tom, or how hard will it be to to recreate what the squad had in Season 1, the team spirit, the togetherness? It was so evident, even to people, I think, outside the camp, the the spirit within the group. Will it be be possible to recreate that this time round? Yeah, I think so, very much. Uh, Be, you know... On our on our agenda, and I think um, you know that spirit you talk about is a, a culture that's created within the playing group, and you know the personnel are pretty much the same with regards to the coaching staff who helps sort of set the tone with regards to that. Uh, we've still got obviously a lot of players that uh, we had in season one, so they know what the expectations are and and how much fun that first season was. So they'll be very keen to get that. Uh, that atmosphere uh, within the group and and bring the new players uh, up to speed as quick as possible. So, you know, to me, particularly in this format of the game, it's such an important part of your campaign is creating that positive uh, energy around whether it be training or match day or any social event, and uh, that will be very much in the forefront of everyone's mind. And Tom, let's talk about the green credentials of the side. You've got green on. Mm. Uh, the the training gear has, has changed to green this year. Uh, you can see it even entering the team room at the team hotel. There's a water cooler there, not a fridge, uh, so there's no plastic bottles. That's just one of the changes that's been made. Will the desire of the franchise to go green, which is very well publicised, fit in with the ambitions on the field, do you think? Oh, without a doubt. I, I think it's just uh, you know the, the, the franchise as a whole, but... The playing group are very aware of, you know, what the reality of what's happening, you know, at, at the, you know, at, at the, on the global stage, whether whether it be, you know, floods or whether it be bushfires or whatever it may be, and if we can change our behaviour around how we go about things, whether it be using, um, you know, water bottles against using plastics or, you know, just changing small things around. Uh, match day and not having plastic bottles around the ground and having reusable water bottles or you know whether it be match day training or just around the hotel in general I think those small things can make a you know you know that little difference and set an example hopefully for you know other uh, sporting organizations or whether it be you know school children or anyone else that's out there watching the Desert Vipers and are fans of of the Desert Vipers. And just finally Tom 
can you win it this time? And, and, and if so, why do you think that? Yeah, look, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we feel very confident in what we've done in our prep. You know, we feel that we've recruited exceptionally well, so we know we're going to have a few obstacles with players coming and going, but at the end of the day, um, you know, we, like every franchise, you know, have set our sights on lifting that trophy at the end. We were one step short last year, but uh, we feel we've got the depth and quality of our of our squad right, and, uh, you know, we um, just have to, to, to prepare in the last few days into our first game. Hopefully we can get off to a winning start. Tom Moody in positive mood as preparations crank up for the Vipers ahead of the side's first match of Season 2 of the DP World ILT20 against the Abu Dhabi Knight Riders at the Dubai International Stadium on Sunday, January the 21st. And that's it for another episode of Vipers Voices. Please feel free to give us any feedback or thoughts on the podcast. You can do that via email at media at the And you can get all the latest news from the Vipers at the team's website, thedesertvipers.com, or via all the major social media platforms. Don't forget, too, that tickets are on sale for all Vipers matches and can be purchased via the ILT20 website or at any Virgin Megastore in the UAE. We'll be back soon with more Vipers updates as the first match is now just a matter of days away. But in the meantime, this is Brian Murgatroyd saying, as ever, thanks so much for listening.